Hello, this is God's Loving Sacrifice, and I'm GLS. When I first started my podcast, I did a podcast called Let It Go. And in that podcast, I told you guys that I had a wonderful story about my husband and my relationship and how it got started and how God put us together. I thought it's coming up on a year since my husband passed, and I thought this would be a good time to tell you our wonderful story. It all started in 1988. I was working at a business, and my husband was a security guard in the business. And on my daughter's 13th birthday, I met him. I had seen him around, but I met him. And as I was walking out the back door, I had flowers because I bought them for my daughter for her 13th birthday. I bought her 12 pink carnations and one yellow rose because she was now a teenager. And as I got to the back door, he said, um, oh, somebody bought you flowers. And I said, oh, no, these are for my daughter's 13th birthday. So he asked for my phone number. And of course, I gave it to him. And when I got home, he was calling me. So we set a date and we were going to go out on a Saturday. He was going to come pick me up. And I said, no, I think I'll drive. My thoughts for all you ladies that understand this, um, if he was a jerk, I wanted to be able to go home. So I drove to his apartment and knocked on the door. And well, before that, he had told me, when you go with me, you go first class. So I was all dressed to the nines. And I knocked on the door and he opened the door in a pair of cut off blue jeans and a ratty shirt. Walked in, sat on his couch, picked up a glass, handed it to me and said, go fix me some tea. And I thought, oh, no. I was going to go in there, pour his glass of tea, pour it over his head, and then I was going to come back home. When I got to his kitchen, he said it was in his refrigerator. So I opened the refrigerator door and inside the refrigerator was a dozen long stemmed red roses with a sign on it that said, just for you. And I turned around to say something to him. And he said, you know, I've felt really strange since I met you. And I really feel like I have to tell you about it. When I first saw you, you reminded me of a white rose. And I went to four florists looking for white roses and they didn't have any. So just pretend those red roses are white roses because I think that's what you should have had. And I paused and I looked at him and I said, did you talk to my mother? He said, no, don't know your mother. And I said, well, when do we get married? And of course, his reply to that was, what? Well, I proceeded to tell him the story. When I was 10 years old, my mother had a white rose bush that grew outside her kitchen window. And I loved them. I thought they were the most beautiful things in the world. They were so pure white. I just, so every time a rose would start to bloom, I would go out and cut it off and put it in my bedroom in a vase. One day I had done it and I came back in and my mom said, would you stop? Would you stop cutting my roses? They're there for a reason. I want to be able to look at them. And I told her, fine. But the man who loves me and wants to spend the rest of his life with me will buy me white roses. He was kind of shocked. And so we got married 47 days later. We were married for almost 34 years. But before all of that happened, I asked God, God, send me the person I am supposed to be with. And as Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And you know, he did direct my path. He directed my path right to my husband. We were married and we had been married for a little while. And 
I realized that I had married an alcoholic. Didn't date him long enough to know that. And it was something that I did not want to deal with. So I decided to have an intervention for him. And I prayed about it. And I went to talk to the people to do the intervention. And the day of the intervention, he walked in the house and the guy said, everybody here would like to talk to you. And he walked out and got in his car and drove home. We would his at his family's home and left me there. So I got a ride home. And when I got there, he was talking to a brother he hadn't talked to in years. And they talked most of the night. By that Friday, he was at his first AA meeting. And from that day to the day he died, he never had another drink for almost 30 years. Psalms 24 says, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. That was my purpose with him. His children hadn't got him to stop drinking. Other people in his family hadn't got him to stop drinking. And the only thing I told him was, you have a choice. You can drink or you can have me, but you can't have both. And he stopped. And I praise God for that. There's so many things that happened in our life that showed us that um, God had put it together. The last seven years of his life, he had dementia. It was very hard watching your husband become someone that you didn't know. But you know, the whole time, all I could think of was, how lucky am I that God chose me to be the one to walk with him through that struggle? God showed me so much during that time. He became a totally different man, different attitudes. Sometimes he knew me. Sometimes he thought I was one of three wives that he had. And But we made it through all of it. The day before he passed away, the grandkids were here. They were working in the yard. He knew everybody. He talked to everyone. He got to spend time with everyone. But his biggest love was working in the yard. He asked me, am I ever going to be able to do this again? I said, no, honey, you're not. And so he wanted to go lay down. So I took him in. We put him in bed. Him and I just sat there and talked for a little while. And he looked at me and he said, don't stop me. We've had a wonderful life. Of course, as you can tell, I started crying. But we made it through that evening. And I woke up in the morning and I woke him up and gave him a kiss and told him good morning. And he took a hold of my hand and said, I can't stay any longer. I've got to go. And I told him I knew. We had people come and visit him that day and he knew who they were. About three o'clock in the afternoon, he went to sleep. We called the family together. And by 6.30, he was gone. And like I said, there's so many other things that happened in our lives. And for a long time, I kind of felt like it was my fault that he passed away because I put him in hospice. And of course, they changed all this medicine and did all that. I just pray God showed me that I did the right thing. And you know, I love numbers. I've always loved numbers. I love math. And when we first got married, I realized that when we got married, I was 35 and he was 53. And the funny thing about it was I was born in 53 and he was born in 35. So both of those, five and three is eight. We were married on the 24th. Two times four is eight. My birthday was on the 8th. His was on the 17th. Seven and one is eight. So it was a funny little thing that we talked about. We also got married in 1988, which was a double year. And uh, we always said, well, eight's our number. But when he passed, I realized that when he passed, 
I was 68, and he was 86, and he passed on the 24th of the month, and he passed in 2022 of the year. God showed me that our life was his plan. And when in Esther 4.14, it says, Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such time as this. I know that we came together for this time. I was so blessed to have had the man in my life have the assurance that he was the man that God wanted me to have. It was a beautiful life. It was a beautiful love story. It wasn't perfect, but it was perfect for us. We had God in our lives, and I know one day I'll see him again. But when you trust him, he does give you the desires of your heart. It may not be the way you thought, but how wonderful it is when he does that. He's made us so many promises. We just have to stop and look and ask and pray, wait, and he will help us fulfill our purpose. So ask God to lead you. Ask God to direct your path. Ask God to put you where you need to be. I want everyone to be able to say that we were made for such a time as this and that we're fulfilling what God wanted for us to do. Thank you.